Hey, welcome to another episode of Encountering the Heart. I'm Hunter and I'm here with Father Adam. We believe that personal stories are powerful and young people have great stories that need to be told. It's our hope that their experiences will help you to write your own story. Today we'll be talking with Charlie Schmidt. Charlie is a senior in the IB program at Winter Park High School. He'll be sharing how he's made the choice to grow in his faith in a public school setting. I think my my journey is one that like, I don't think for a lot of people who like, usually say like, it went in like a specific direction, you know, mine just more of like a general path, mm. you know, it's just kind of like a trend that I've recognized in, you know, the way that I started my high school career. Um, Cause, and this is like a big thing that I always seem to talk about is that, um, you know, I'm the youngest person in my family and I have two older sisters and they've kind of always like this academically, they've just like dominated everything. So like we all went to St. Margaret Mary and they were valedictorians. So then like, everyone's like, so Charlie, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, <laughs> I ended up being valedictorian. So it's like, <laughs> I go into high school and both of my sisters went to the IV program at Winter Park. And there was like the same expectation to go there. You have to be just like them. Right. It, yeah. se- it seemed like that. Because before I like, you know, once you're in that like weird like age where you're too young to do this, but you're too old to do that, um, you don't really have like a formed identity. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just based off of like, the people around you. Um, so I hadn't really formed that yet. So I was kind of put into um, what a lot of people call government school um, at like a at like a weird age because I'd spent all that time beforehand going to a private Catholic uh, mm-hmm. school. So um, you know you kind of had to like really experience the trial by fire at least, um, and that's kind of where my faith journey goes in because um, you immediately enter a foreign area in which your faith isn't constantly being reminded of you all the time. Um, and then at that point, it becomes something that you need to remind yourself. Um, and that's kind of, personally, it's really helped me strengthen my identity um, as a Catholic because um, like being in a place where everybody is so different, um, it helps me delineate myself and uh, form my own sense of sense of self, I would say. Um so I'm curious. So I, uh, until seminary, I went to public school from K through 12, and then I went to culinary school after that. Yeah. And tell me a little bit of what it was like for you to go from uh, Catholic school uh, through eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to switch over to public school. Like, what was uh, some of the highlights, or I guess uh, uh, some of the points that are most tangible to you? I think like a big thing um, was just that the everything like in the private school, like, and like, I really got to give SMM props that like everything was so like well thought out um, and very um, like almost everything was like very put down to a T and like the teachers like all knew your names and they were super close with you. Um, And once you like go into an area where everything is so much more spread out and you almost feel like a number, like you're literally, Hmm. I remember like here, like the number for us was like, 2017, because that was the year that I was going to graduate from um, San Marcos, Mary. Right. But like, once I got to um, public school, they literally gave me a number four eight zero four three five nine two zero seven, and I memorized <laughs> oh that, gosh. and that number is ingrained in my memory. And I asked my sisters, and they still remember that number, even though wow. my oldest sister is about to graduate from college. Um, so it's just it's interesting, at least in that way, that you kind of you kind of become um, a little bit more spread out. Um, and you have to make that decision for yourself. Um, and I think that's 
like once again, drawing back to my faith, I think that's helped me um, because, I mean, the people who um, aren't going to be as passionate about their faith are going to drop it off at that point because they're constant, they're not being reminded of it and um, they, they're being more spread out. And, um, you know, me, what I had to do was I had to get involved in things like youth programs and um, remind myself of, you know, what I was kind of going for with the whole SMM thing and, you know, having a strong Catholic identity. Was there a particular moment where you kind of realized like, oh, I need to make this like my own, like this isn't necessarily going to be like a walk in the park anymore. Like, was there a, a kind of a moment where you realized that? I think it was probably um, ninth grade in the fall because it came pretty quickly. It was whenever I was getting confirmed. Um, right. So that like with me being introduced to, to a public school for the first time um, and then also going through the confirmation process, those two things came hand in hand. Um, and I think whenever I was getting confirmed, um, I could also see the process, that process that I was talking about, that kind of trial by fire, like you're either going to be really strong in your faith if you're going to a public school or um, you're going to allow other people to take it away from you. Um, I saw that process happening to other people. Um, and I said to myself, okay, am I going to, I don't know, it's not like a fight or flight kind of thing, but you know, I kind of wanted to rise above, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of people, um, it comes to a point in your life where you realize that uh, your faith is something you have to make your own. And it sounds like that for you, that happened at a much earlier age than right. most people. I know right. for myself, it wasn't until I moved away from home and I realized my parents aren't making me go to mass anymore. I have to decide for myself. Am <laughs> yeah. I going to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. But it sounds like, you know, freshman year high school, you were kind of ready to make that decision and make that uh, choice. Totally. Yeah, I would agree with that. A big part of it also had to do with the fact that, you know, like my sisters had kind of already like cleared the entire path because like I guess there's kind of a an idea of like, I don't know, once you go from a private school to public school, you think of public school as like, like this like weird urban jungle. And like, and <laughs> well, like, I mean, it is. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of that is, you know, hyperbole, but it, it is pretty funny. <laughs> and I think if we're going to use that metaphor of it being a jungle, like, like my sisters had like once I was a freshman, my middle sister, because I have two older sisters, the one that was in the middle, she was a senior by the time I was a freshman. So I feel like people had just gone with machetes and like chopped through the entire forest mm. and I could see straight through. Um, so like the transition like wasn't as bad for me as like my oldest sister who like my oldest sister like heard someone like say like a curse word and she like flipped out. She was like, oh my gosh, they actually do that here? <laughs> like, um, so it wasn't like as bad for, for me, I guess. But um, yeah, it was still like a point of, you know, recognition and then pursuance where like you finally realize like this stuff isn't going to be around if you don't want it to. So you got to want it to be there. Like what's what's caused you to be able to um, to hold on to your faith like that other than just grit and determination? Yeah, I mean, I would have to donate a lot of that gratitude to my parents, obviously, you know, keeping me in it. But at the same time, um, once again, the confirmation was a huge uh, window into maintaining my faith um, externally from my education. Um, because once I got into confirmation, I mean, the first ministry that I entered besides altar serving, which was when I was in private school, was a youth ministry helping other kids get confirmed mm -hmm. as a youth leader in confirmation. Because I just, I did it the first year and I was like, well, what if I helped other people do this? Um, so that was like a window into 
further involvement. And then from that, I just started to go to youth uh, group regularly. And then I did lecturing. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of here where I am today. Um, and I think those things just build off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like that's like probably the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, welcoming opportunity. And I think the second tool that I've kind of used to um, keep myself in it, and I don't, I don't know, I can't tell if people would consider this weird, but um, I think that Catholicism has a very rich history um, compared to a lot of other things. Um, it's very it's very old, and I, I like to um, think about that history and draw it back to a cultural identity almost. Mm. Um, like one thing that I did at school was I had this project, and I'm very, very passionate about jazz. I'm a jazz musician. Very, I write my own music, very excited to do it. But um, I had a music assignment um, for IB where I had to do a, a global link between two very, very different styles of music. So I told Hunter about this actually. Yeah, I, paper. Yeah. I took um, the modal jazz genre, which is like this weird contemporary style of jazz that was formulated in like the 50s and 60s. And then I went like 500 years back to Gregorian chant and I <laughs> meshed them together. And I was like, well, they're actually very similar in aspect A, B, and C. Um, and like, that's like what I like to talk about is like, whenever I think about like, um, I don't know, whenever I have like a little bit of doubt or anything about like staying with um, my faith, I often try to draw back from a stronger identity, like things like speaking Latin and Gregorian chant and stuff like that. I think that's, that's interesting to me to draw back from that. San Augustine would say ever ancient, ever new. There's something that's ancient about the church, but at the same time, it's always, uh, uh, draws us uh, deeper. I mean, as you said, you brought contemporary jazz, uh, and somehow we're able to mesh it with Gregorian chant. Yeah. Um, I think that's a perfect example of that. Uh, it, it, it is something that's ever present in our lives. It's, um, we can think that the church is something that just happened two 2000 years ago. Uh, and it's just ancient history, but at the same time, it is very much present it's in still our relevant. life. Here yeah. we are living our faith. And, uh, so it's a beautiful thing. Well, uh, thank you for sharing uh, a little bit of your story of course. and just how you've been able to continue to live out your faith through high school. And, uh, we appreciate that, that sharing. Anytime. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Hopefully Charlie's story helped you to reflect on your own experiences and the ways that God wants to encounter you there. Now it's your turn to keep telling this story. Today, take some time to think about your own faith journey. Remember that God desires a deeper relationship with you. Have you taken the time like Charlie to really make that intentional choice to go deeper in your relationship with God? And if not, how can you do that? Thanks for joining us on Encountering the Heart. Until next week, remember that God loves you and he wants to write a great story with your life. Thank you.